Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Lab. As always, I'm Benjamin Shoup. And I'm HLC, ready to go for another uh, week of quite some action. Yep, yep. And we had another busy week last week, so we're going to jump right in, as always. Um, let's just talk about first the, the news that kind of, to me, it was a little shocking to hear. I mean, I, I guess I didn't know too much because it's not the city that I live in. Um, but the Staples Center is being the name is being changed, which was a little shocking to me. After after all, it was the house that Kobe built that was Staples Center. That was the name of it. Um, but it's being changed to Crypto.com Arena. What are your thoughts just on the name of name of the whole thing and just the whole situation? Well, it's definitely a sign of the times as cryptocurrency has really taken the uh, world by by storm and forefront here. Uh, but it just does not have that ring to it. You had the soft, uh, or the S in the soft C, Staples Center, just really rolled off the tongue pretty well. And with this, it's kind of just like a big mouthful to say. And like, I get that you want to advertise your websites too, but uh, just .com in an arena is just very, to me, it's unprofessional. I know that's maybe a hotly contested topic, but I would have tried to find a way to leave that out if, if change had to be done. Um, for, for a guy like my, for a guy like me in my perspective, uh, it's, I'm, it makes me even more happy that the Clippers will be getting their own arena in, I believe a handful of years, not too far away when it's all said and done so that we don't have to uh, share anymore and then play under the roof of quite the interestingly named arena. So, uh, quite the iconic name, uh, will be gone by the wayside, but I guess it's just a sign of the times and the advertisement deals, uh, went the way of, of, uh, crypto.com. Yeah, so it, I heard it will be officially be named that on December 25th on Christmas. That's the first day we'll be have that. Um, I mean, yeah, it was just interesting to me to hear even that they changed it. Because again, you hear Staples Center, everybody knows what Staples Center is if you know sports. Um, and it was just funny because I was I told my girlfriend about it and she was like, what, why is like, she one did also think it was weird that it was .com, which... I thought maybe, okay, Crypto Center, that sounds pretty like good. But Crypto.com Arena does sound very weird. And she, I mean, she was just like, oh, what, what does it have to do with everything? And I'm like, this is it's a very complicated. And now I'm getting audio from Stephen A. Smith on my computer. Um, but yeah, she was like, we're just really confused about it. And I was too. I mean, I was just, it is an iconic name for an arena. And I really think they botched the name on this one. Um, but, yeah, you had the chance to crypto center that, I mean, I'm sure that's a meme worthy, but at least it keeps the two uh, soft C's sounds going together, but I, I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Hey, so new arena name, kind of a big one. Maybe it will go down as one of the, those arenas that we look back at when the name changes in 20 years again and be like, Hey, that, you know, it ended up being a pretty good name, but as of now, don't think many people are loving the name. But we'll see. So Lakers changing their name well, and Clippers for now until they get their new new arena. But yeah. All right. Let's get into then um, some college basketball. Not too much news yet, but number four, Michigan did lose already to Seton Hall. They they rallied back. Uh, Jared, Jared Roden, who was the leading scorer for the Pirates over there in Seton Hall, scored 16. They beat him by two. Number four, Michigan goes down. So uh, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, personally, I, I love to see it. I'm not really a Wolverine athletics fan and I really do like Seton Hall. I remember rooting for them uh, with Miles Powell and uh, I'm going to botch the name probably, but 
Mamukashevileli, something like that. He had a really long last name, but it was fun to watch. And it was interesting because this was a rematch of the 1989 uh, championship, I believe. And it was funny because this past weekend, uh, I was in the Prudential Center, Seton Hall's home arena, and I saw that banner, and I and it reminded me that the matchup was going to be coming up shortly, and so I was looking forward to it. And I'm I'm super stoked to see the Pirates get this win. Um, and I know that UB Buffalo played Michigan pretty well. They ended up covering as an underdog, and so it was just I guess a sign for blue and white teams going into the Chrysler Center that uh, maybe the Jed would be up and it would be their turn to win, and the Pirates pull it off. So um, I'm I I love to see it. I hope the Pirates can continue their success and. Uh, We'll have to see how far Michigan drops. I believe those rankings will be Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Usually that's for college basketball. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how far they drop. Um, but I mean, I'm also not a Michigan fan. Um, so I, I mean, I love to see these small teams get their victories, especially college basketball is starting to take a turn. I feel you're starting to see it kind of with all these teams like UB, who's never been a huge team, or even Bonnie's a few years back. But you're getting all these teams, uh, Loyal Chicago, who we'll talk about in a second. They, I mean, making runs, getting big wins, kind of solidifying themselves. And like I, we're, I just said, Loyal Chicago, now you're seeing they're starting to move some some conferences. So we'll get into that now. Um, another small, small-ish school, but on the rise. A lot of people know Loyal Chicago. They made the, the, the big run, I believe it was, what, three years ago, I believe the, the big run was. And then they had another short one kind of last last year. Um, but Loyal Chicago is going to the Atlantic 10. So that means, I mean, it's, they might be playing a team close to us now a lot more often in Bonnie's, um, but they're, they're going to be joining them. I love it. I, I like moving these teams, especially because Loyal Chicago has seemed to, th- to show that they, they, they should be able to handle this competition. It's not too far of a jump. Um, but I mean, they're, they're looking to make some moves here and go up. So what are your thoughts on Loyal Chicago moving into the Atlantic 10? Um, I'm a big supporter of it. And it's interesting to me because the A-10 is one of those conferences that is really spread out all over uh, the coast, eastern coastal side of America. Um, even, I mean, the Rust Belt and even as far as west as St. Louis. And so it'll be neat because that actually probably will create a nice little rivalry between the St. Louis Billikens and Loyola Chicago. You have Cubs, Cardinals, Blues, Blackhawks, EPC. So maybe throw that in the mix. And for people like us, it'll be really neat to maybe go down to Olean and check them out when they play the Bonnies. Uh, who uh, just in now, they took care of Boise State today, a nice little win in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. So they'll stay in the rankings. But, um, but yeah, that's great to see. Uh, I know they were in the um, Missouri Valley, which seemed to be kind of getting a little bit easy for them. I know they'd have a slip up every now and then, but it but I, what I read, which I'm a big fan, is that opens up uh, for that conference to have a new team to see that get in. And then Loyola can either win the A-10 or even probably still get in as a at-large bid. So it's nice to see some, maybe some fresh fresh teams in the tournament rather than just having Loyola always win the Missouri Valley. So I'm a big supporter, and it'll be very fun to go check them out. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're 2-0 already on, uh, this year. Um, and – Obviously, they did have their coach leave, Porter Moser. He left for Oklahoma. But, I mean, they, they are one of those teams that people love to root for and they love to see them play. So, I, I, I'm a big fan of it. Um, I, I hope they start doing this a little more um, with moving pe- conferences. Obviously, not too much. Um, but, I mean, it's good to see at least one team start start moving in the right direction and getting – 
getting into a different conference and who knows what Loyola Chicago can do with it now being in a slightly bigger conference. Um, and I mean, playing some bigger schools. So Loyola Chicago to the eight, eight, 10 conference. Um, good news for the small teams this week. Uh, we'll see how the, that goes, but I mean, that's, that season's just getting started up. We'll, we'll be talking about that plenty, especially once it gets towards February and March, everybody knows that. So College basketball, a little bit of college basketball news, but all right, let's let's move on now to the NFL though. Um, kind of a weird, another weird week in in the foot in the football world. Some more upsets, some more questions laid out for teams. So I'm going to start it off. Um, I'm going to talk about the Monday night game. The Chiefs demolished, um, or the Sunday night game. The Chiefs demolished the Raiders, forty-one to seventeen, I believe. Um, but my, my question to you is, are the Chiefs back? Are they fully back now? Um, I would have to say probably they are. Uh, I I don't mean to sound like a know-it-all or anything, but even when they kept slipping up, I just felt like you're not going to be able to count on this for all the way through week 18. I think they'll eventually find their groove. And I know the Raiders are a borderline playoff team. We might not see them in. We might. We may. So uh, you can evaluate the win as as you want to, but to win – it was the palindrome, 41-14, I think. Uh, that's pretty credible in my eyes. So I think that they are back, and I I really think that you should be counting them in as a playoff team who will make it. Um, so, yeah, that it's kind of like uh, just from face value, the, the credit will need to be given. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that they are back. I'm still, I still have my concerns a little bit about that defense. But the offense seems to be good. Mahomes threw for five touchdowns. Kelsey, Hill – everybody looked to be clicking and like you said even when they would make mistakes it just didn't seem like the game that they were going to even come close to losing um but I also do think the Raiders beat themselves a little bit that game they they really did not come out and play well it was just one of those games for the Raiders but yeah I'm going to say the Chiefs are back as well um I mean it's the AFC is going to be an interesting interesting uh conference once it gets to the playoffs well i mean i don't know if there's one solidified team yet in the afc that's going to come out um but i mean the chiefs look look back and they look ready to roll so we'll see how they keep going for the rest of the year um let's get into a little bit another game but kind of a weird game it was an upset a massive upset the, Car- the cardinals got crushed by the panthers and I got to talk about it. Cam Newton scores two touchdowns, not one, but two in his return. He didn't play too, too much. Um, so what are, what are your thoughts just on Cam being back and how, what does it do for the Panthers in your eyes? Um, I like to see it. I know I did root against him as a Patriot, but I've always, I was always a fan of him in Charlotte and uh, it's, I'm happy to see him happy again. And he led a team. I guess it was without some of Arizona's best players, but that's still a playoff team that they beat by, uh, three scores in the desert um, should be noted. And so I think that really helps their cause to, to grab a wild card berth. Um, I know they'll have Washington coming up and they had a quite an impressive win themselves, but I think that Carolina will be able to get the job done there. And I think that creates a great attack with uh, CMC and Newton in the backfield. I am trying to remember that would have never been a combination because CMC would have still been at Stanford and Newton's last year, I think. I believe actually that he was there because I that that play, the play where Cam Newton calls out Clay Matthews and is like, "Oh, uh, you did yeah. some research." 
Yes. So I think it was one year, one or two years. I believe it was one though. That's that's my that's my fault. Yes, that's correct then. But uh, it's great to see that that be able to develop even a little bit more then. Um, so I'm I'm a fan of seeing it, and I hope that it will be able to continue in uh, in a successful way for them. Yeah, I was the same way as you. I I didn't like him on New England. I I mean, obviously it's just New England, but it it's good to see him back. It's going to see him happy. Um, obviously I'm not sold yet on if he can play this like just well in general, but I think it, it, the number one thing for the Panthers that it does is it creates, helps create that culture again. And it seemed like they were losing it with Darnold being hurt and Darnold coming in and injuries in and out the, the good start and bad, bad past couple of weeks. But I think Cam Schoepert provides some leadership. He provides just some fun, some experience. So I think it's good for the Panthers. I think I'm happy for Cam. Um, I'd love to see what they're going to do for the rest of the year, just especially with their whole quarterback situation. If Cam's going to start, if it's going to be PJ Walker, what, what's going to happen there? Um, but it's it's definitely an interesting story, and it would be a great story to see them succeed with Cam. Um, it would be one of those movie type stories if they end up making a run. What if, if they somehow make a run and get, go to the Super Bowl, whatever, or even just make a run in the playoffs, win one game? That's still a great story. Um, but yeah, good, good for Cam Newton. Good for the Panthers. I'll, I'll be watching. That's for sure. I'll be watching to see how he's been doing. So Cam Newton is officially back. If he didn't already scream it in your face uh, in that, if you didn't see that video. So Cam Newton's back. He's ready to roll. All right. Uh, the next team I want to talk about kind of, I mean, they lost this week. They got shut out. It was, it was a rough week for them. Ross is coming back. It's the Seahawks. He, he came back. He did not look the same, but they're three and six now. So my question to you, is there any way that the Seahawks can come back from this? Uh, I'm going to say that there's a chance that maybe they could finish uh, closer to 500 or at 500, but based on, uh, and I believe I mentioned it before, I often use this uh, software program called a playoff machine where you just predict all the games and uh, to see the playoff field when I do it and with my legitimate uh, ones where I'm not picking those to win every single game, no matter the opponent, uh, it seems like the NFC South is just going to crowd up the wildcard race a little bit too much. And also the Vikings for them to have a spot. And with the win of San Fran over LA, that's a team that they would have to compete with as well. So I don't think that they will be able to make the playoffs. They've just fallen too far behind. However, I think that they could count, the season as a more a small moral victory if they can get well actually I'm sorry they can't be 500 because of 17 games so if they could get to um seven and ten maybe eight and nine would would be a good mark for them to get to and that's what I see them uh having the, the, their ceiling be so I would say uh not not really sold on a postseason berth there yeah I'm gonna agree too I think their chances of playoffs are pretty much done with that loss um I, obviously, we got a lot more weeks still left, but they still don't have that running back situation exactly figured out. The, the defense still does not look that great. I know they played well against the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers coming back from COVID, all that, that's a, a whole other storyline. But the Seahawks just don't they, – they didn't look like a team even when Russ was healthy in the beginning of the year that looked like a team that could contend. They looked like a playoff team because they have Ross and everything, but they did not look like a team that can contend for my eyes. So I'm going to, I'm going to also say, I think the chances are done, even though I I love watching the Seahawks. I love Russell Wilson. I love a lot of the guys in that team, but I just, 
I think they're done. I think they, 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 it's more now just about a moral victory. Like you said, it's, if they can, you know, win some games and finish the season strong, then yeah, it's a moral victory. But unless Russell Wilson pulls at Aaron Rodgers and tells everybody to relax and then ends up winning out, they're done. Um, I think it is also very, it's going to be tough for them just to even make it with how many teams are fighting for that, those playoff spots. But yeah, Seahawks, I think they're done. We'll see, obviously, what happens. But yeah, Seahawks, sorry, sorry, Seahawks fans. We're going to be a no go for us, too. Um, all right. Uh, this next question kind of, I kind of asked it last week. Um, but now it's more so a question because of what we saw this past week from the two teams. Are you at all concerned about the AFC East title and the Bills not getting it? Patriots half game behind, huge win this past week. Bills, obviously, another huge win, but it was against the Jets. It was a good bounce back game. But is it at all a concern to you with how well the Patriots are playing? Uh, Honestly, I I think you would be lying if you're saying that you think we have it in the bag. and, And it's as simple as that. While I do still think we will get it, as I think that we still can sweep the Pats and we will surely win one game. Um, I think that you do have to maybe look back over your shoulder more than you thought you did um, it pre- in the pre- previously in the year. Uh, they The Pats completely made me chew and eat my words from my prediction in that game. The Browns led for a couple minutes, but other than that, we saw what happened. So I'm, I'm really uh, hurting from that call, that prediction. And uh, they really proved their worth. So uh, that that's another team that's uh, – going to be a wild card and and like and like it's about this question a possible division team I think from what we've seen they are now a sure wild card team um but I I think the Bills will still get the division but I think it's not any guarantee at this moment yeah I'm gonna agree with you on that um I saw I saw a tweet and my roommate always kept saying it um my roommate's a Patriots fan if you didn't if nobody knows but he is keep saying the Patriots are not a team you want to play when come December. And I saw another tweet. It said, besides the Bills, the Patriots are the number one team you don't want to play once it gets December. And I think both are true. I think both the Bills and Pats are going to be teams that you're not going to want to play come December, January time, because they're going to make you earn it. They're going to make you fight and they're going to come at you with everything they got. Um, so I, I, I'm a little concerned with how the Patriots are playing. I've been, I was the, probably one of the only ones that was super high on the Patriots coming into this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're looking good. That defense still looks good. Mac Jones looks easily like the best quarterback out of that draft so far, even though I don't think down the line he will be, but he looks like he knows what he's doing. He looks like he knows that offense and the Patriots are going to definitely going to be a team to, to be reckoned with, especially once it rolls around to December. Um, so I do think they still, the bills still in the division though. So I'll put that out there. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good race in the AFC East. Um, we're gonna skip over a few questions just due to time constraints. We'll get right into we last week we did the t- uh, we did ten through six of our running backs. Um, this week we'll do five through one. Last my top my my ten through six last week was Joe Mixon at ten, Barkley at nine, Najee at eight, Zeke at seven, Nick Chubb at six. Um, I, did you make any changes or did you keep your list? Cause I know last week you had a little bit, you, you kind of mixed up your list, forgot a few guys. Um, but I think your top five was pretty solid, like pretty much the same, um, from what you had. So 
Um, did you have yeah, any changes I would, or? I would probably uh, slip in uh, Najee Harris, as mentioned. Uh, it's tough to decide if if, if you if it would be smarter to uh, replace him for Saquon Barkley or Chris Carson for this specific year. I know both of those guys have not quite performed as well. Um, so I, I would say uh, it's kind of like a uh, viewer's pick of who, who would more, make more sense to put him in for that. But he definitely would enter the list. And then the recap mine, it was Zeke at 10. Uh, we'll say Carson slash Najee at, uh, at, at 9. Uh, John Taylor at 8. Um, Barkley slash Harris at 7. And Nick Chubb at 6. Okay, yeah. So we we both had Chubb at six and five five through one. I think we have we're gonna have a lot of the same people. I think the order might just be different. So we'll get right into it. I'm gonna do my number five. My number five is a guy that I talked about a little bit last week, who I said he jumped into my top five, and it might be a little shocking, but it's Jonathan Taylor. I just think Jonathan Taylor is one of those backs that he he. I mean, he's he's proven it week in week out that he needs to be the number one guy. He needs to get the ball in his hand a certain amount of times per week. And he's 22. He's just getting started. I think he's having a phenomenal year. I think he runs that Colts offense. So Jonathan Taylor is going to come in at number five for me. Who do you got number, coming in at number five? Um, I have Dalvin Cook at five. Uh, he's definitely earned his spot in the top five, and uh, it's and we and we really could see uh, him deserving to be higher um, in the next coming weeks. But uh, at the moment, I would, I would have Dalvin Cook at five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got Dalvin cook at four. He's my number four spot. I mean, he, again, he's another one of those guys where it, he really kind of, if he doesn't go, the offense doesn't go. Um, I, it, it's, he doesn't have a quarterback really that can carry the offense without him being at least a factor. In my opinion, I do like Kirk. He can, he's an above average starting quarterback, but again, time after time, it proves, he proves why he's not in that elite category. So Dalvin Cook, he's coming in my number four. Just, a, I think he's one of the most underrated pure running backs in the NFL. So Dalvin Cook, number four, right in front of Jonathan Taylor for me. Uh, for my number four, it's one of those another one of those instances where it really could change. But based on the evidence and games that we have up until this exact moment, it would probably have to be Christian McCaffrey at four for me. Um, and I say that because he surely could vault up uh, as we saw him playing again last se- last week. Um, but because he has been out for the time that, that he was, um, he would have to fall at my number four spot. Yeah, I got actually McCaffrey at three. So our lists are a little bit, little bit off. But, yeah, I got McCaffrey at three. Like you said, when he's healthy, it's very, it's very, very close. And a lot of people do think it, he's the best running back when healthy. But I always say it to in order to be great, you have to be on the field. And he hasn't been on the field the past year, two years, kind of a little bit. It's been a little bit. He's been struggling with injuries. But when he plays, he's easily a top three running back, maybe the best running back in the game when healthy. So he's going to slide into my number three. I almost dropped him lower due to his injuries. But like you said, when he plays, man, he is something to watch. So McCaffrey's going to slide in my number three spot. Uh, for my number three, uh, I would probably also have to go with Aaron – or not also, but Aaron Jones. Um, now, if we said this list uh, – if we were doing this list in due time in, in the future, 
he would probably be up there because it would mean that uh, one other guy that will be mentioned very shortly would have more weeks missed. But because he, a certain guy has missed, I mean, in, in this case, only missed a certain amount of time, uh, this that guy has done enough to stay ahead of Aaron Jones. But credit to Aaron Jones, he's been a great running back this season, and uh, he'll be at my number three spot. So, yeah, Aaron Jones is definitely the one that I, I struggled not putting on this even top 10 list. I think a lot of it for me has to do with just the way the Packers use him. I don't like the way the Packers use him. But, I mean, yeah, he is talent-wise. I may have made a mistake. They're not putting him in the top 10. But uh, that he was just one of those guys where he happened to fall off the list. But, yeah, I mean, Aaron Jones has been phenomenal when they get him the ball and when they give him touches normally, not so much last week. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what Aaron Jones can do the rest of the year, especially after signing that contract. Um, my number two, this was tough. I was very close between these two. But I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara at my number two spot. I think Alvin Kamara this year showed that he can be a pure runner and he can run inside the tackles, outside the tackles, everything, because they didn't, they're using him a lot differently this year than they have in years past. Um but again, I think the number one guy is just too good when healthy. But Alvin Kamara, he can do it out of the backfield. He can. He's proven this year that he he's the number one back when it comes to just rushing the ball, even inside the tackles, outside the tackles, wherever you want him to run, he'll do it. Um, so Alvin Kamara is going to be my number two spot. He's a game changer. Everybody knows that. And he can do a lot of bad things to your defense. So Alvin Kamara has got my number two spot. So for my number two spot, I'm actually going to contradict the logic that I used for uh, the last ranking, and I'm going to put Derrick Henry at two because I'm going to use uh, the phrase betting on, and I'm going to bet on Kamara to accomplish enough to possibly surpass Henry when the season's all said and done. Uh, So I know know that's silly to some because it was not the same logic that I used the last time around, but I guess I'll just go for it anyway. And because we won't be seeing Derrick Henry – probably until the playoffs, maybe even not in is what I'm getting out of it. Um, I'm going to have to put him at two, but definitely uh, hit, what a, what a year uh, he, he was having. And then from a, just watching football talent standpoint, regardless of team, a shame to see him uh, get injured uh, at the time that he did. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's my number one, Derek Henry. It's the last guy I had that I think that was even close to an option for most people. Um I mean, yeah, it definitely was a struggle to put him at one because he got hurt. Um, But my thing is just what he was doing before he got injured, especially rushing the ball, how many yards more he had than every single back in the league. And just obviously you've seen years past, he's the best pure runner. Maybe if he can keep this up for a lot more years, maybe the one of the best rushers of all time, maybe the best. I don't know. We don't know. But I mean, he just – you put the ball in his hands, he's hes going to go to work, and he gets better as the game goes on, which you don't see a lot of times with these running backs. Um, so Derrick Henry's not – Henry's my number one. He was close to dropping a two, but I'm going to keep him at one just based on solely just how, how much he can impact a game and how much he is that offense in Tennessee. Um, so Derrick Henry's my number one. Uh, for my one, I'll go with Alvin Kamara. Um, I, I – believe and I know that I should be using evidence that's already happened but I'll state it the way that I am I think that he will be able to eclipse and surpass Henry's accomplishments when throughout this year and I know he was even out last week I think uh at Kamara was so I'll have some catching up to do 
but because of the advantage he has of most likely playing in uh, from here on out, unless he got injured himself, I think he'll accomplish enough to get the one. And for what we've already seen, it's been uh, something that is notable uh, for sure. I was a big fan of him uh, coming out of Tennessee. I still can't believe that he was passed over not once, but two times fully uh, before getting picked in the third round, I believe, by the Saints. And I wish it was somebody else. I'm not a huge Saints fan, but at least it wasn't uh, another AFC East team or like the Cowboys. Or I'm not really a big Packer or Ram fan, so for example. Uh, but yeah, so he would be at my one spot. Um, and we will see what transpires from, from here on out. Maybe my list will be uh, clowned uh, as we go on, or maybe it would actually fall right into place. So very looking, very much looking forward to see what develops. Yeah, so there are our top 10 lists where I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a post um on on our Instagram. If you have, by the way, if you haven't heard or followed or whatever, we do it, we do have an Instagram now. It's at the underscore sports underscore lab. I believe there's an underscore after that. It will be in the description if you guys want to find it. Um, we'll be just be posting stuff like our top 10 lists, uh, maybe our game picks every once in a while, probably once we get to playoffs, our game picks. Um and maybe who sold went crazy every once in a while. Well, we're going to be posting a bunch of different stuff, but I think that we're definitely going to get these lists out. You guys are going to be, be able to see our lists on a post, be able to look at them and say, all right, who's, who's do you think's better? Do you think you agree with Hunter's? Do you agree with mine? And I will say these lists may change by the time they put them, we put them up because I know obviously things can change with our lists and our thoughts. So when we put them up, they could change, but um, you'll see. So you'll see what, what, what happens? We'll, we will want to hear from you guys. Um, but all right, let's get into then the game picks. The game picks quick and then who sold and who went crazy because we are in a time straight today. So we'll get right into it. Thursday night game. A quick bite before. Um, I w- I'd mentioned that I I believe that I went either five and seven or six and eight. Uh, or no, that would make sense. Um, five and seven or I went five and nine this past week. That's just to tell you that. Right. Okay, so five and nine or six and eight. That's what the equal 14, because I'm actually not sure on who I picked from Saints Titans. I know that was pretty close. And I actually honestly forgot who I picked them to take out uh, the Lions Steelers game. I, well, I mean, unless you want to just add the, the one, the bad yeah, one. I kind of counted that one as a loss for me, but I mean, since it was a tie. <laughs> yeah, so technically we're counting as a tie. Then I went five, eight, and one. I went five and nine last week, five, eight, and one this week. Not a good two weeks for me whatsoever. Um, so I, it, it sounds like it wasn't that great of a week for you no, either. I, I, I definitely fall be, uh, fell behind what I was last week. Uh, I, I seriously thought the Browns were going to be able to do it. Yikes. Um, I Who else, for example, I thought that um, well, Ravens-Dolphins, can't forget about that one. Definitely had Baltimore there. Yeah, I got I had Seahawks, Raiders, Rams all wrong. The Bucks Steelers. I had the Saints picked, but they lost. Um, and then I had the Falcons over the Cowboys, which was might have been the worst pick of the whole year. Um also but, Monday night. Yeah. yeah. Rams and then like a Bucks Washington for sure had Tampa Bay. So yeah, uh, just goes to show that uh I would have to do some digging to find a team that de- doesn't have what you might call a fluke loss now because I, it seems like just about every single team that will be a playoff team at the moment does. So very, yeah. very interesting. 
Yeah, it's the NFL. People don't understand that it's it's the NFL. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy league, and I think this year is a little more crazy, than, crazier than usual. Um, but hopefully, we can do better this week. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. The game tonight, Thursday night, Patriots at Falcons. Maybe a better game. People would have people uh, think would have thought before the season started. I mean, the Falcons aren't as bad as pe- teams thought, and again, the Patriots are one of the teams that surprising a lot of people so um patriots are traveling to atlanta who do you got tonight who do you think is winning it uh well well i would love to see uh the falcons get some revenge and actually the same kind of scenario as seton hall michigan former championship game and then the team that lost that game gets the win i just don't see that happening uh today uh, and the best evidence can be just look back at this past sunday um so i think the pats will get it done and uh, actually gr- uh, grasping more wins than the Bills uh, heading into Sunday. I think that'll change, obviously, on Sunday. We'll get to that. Uh, but something I didn't see happening, and it just gives the Bills a m- more sense of urgency to keep what's rolling from what we did in New Jersey. So Pats will take this one. Yeah, I'm going to Falcons. Um, I think it's pretty obvious why, just solely based on the fact that I am not a Patriots fan and I am a Falcons fan. Um I just hope they can pull it off. I think the Patriots are on a little bit of a high horse right now, and I think they need to take a step back. Even though they are impressing me, I will say that. But I could see this as a game where they come in and they're a little overconfident and they lose. But I could also see it the other way around and me being very, very wrong. So I'm going to go Falcons. I could look back in a week and say, why did I do that? Like I have a lot of weeks, uh, especially with the Falcons. But um, I'm going to go Falcons. So we'll get into one o'clock games now. The first one o'clock game I got is the Ravens are going into Chicago. Ravens off a tough loss. Do they drop two in a row to teams they probably shouldn't have? Yes or no? Um, I would absolutely love the Bears to win. That's my backup team, NFC team. And uh, it would surely help the Bills out as well. But I unfortunately don't see it happening. I think the Ravens will recover. And in a battle of uh, new age quarterbacks, um, style wise, stylistic wise, I'm a big fan of both. Um, I will most likely, I will, will be taking Baltimore here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Baltimore as well. I just, I, I, I I've said it before and I've, I'll say it again. I think the Ravens are one of the best teams in the league and I think they're very underrated. Um, and I know they lost to the Dolphins big whoop, but like you said, it's hard to find a team that doesn't have one of those losses. Like, how did they lose that? Um, and I just think it was a fluke game. I think the Dolphins just got lucky. They, they ended up playing better that day. So I'm definitely going Ravens over Bears. Just don't think the Bears have enough at all to beat that team. So um, next game on the on the docket is Packers going into Minnesota to play the Vikings. Vikings offered a pretty good win against the Chargers, who are kind of falling apart. Um, and the Packers off the, the shutout win against Seattle. Who you got in that one? Uh here, I would have to go uh, with, unfortunately, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I really, really, really would be saying let's go Minnesota here, but I just don't think that they'll be able to do it. Very impressive versus the Chargers, um, should be stated, but I think that uh, the Packers will keep the, the momentum rolling from the shutout. And in a very close one, one score, book that at one score, um, it will be a Green Bay victory. Yeah, I'm going Green Bay as well. I went against Green Bay last week. Didn't go well for me. Um, so I'm not going to make that same mistake twice. And if they let me down today, I 
Green Bay is going to drop to one of my least favorite teams in the league. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Packers. Although I do I, like, I, I do think it's gonna be a good game. I do think it's gonna be a close game. It's just like you think. Um, but I don't, I just don't think the Vikings have enough to, to beat them. So I'm going to go Packers as well. Next game up. You already talked about a little bit. The Colts, they're coming up to Buffalo. Bill's back finally home again, home, home game. Um, it's going to be a little bit of weird weather. It's going to be a little cold, a little rainy. You know, that, that, that's what the forecast says. So do the Colts have a chance against us, especially with all of our injuries? Who do you, who do you got? Well, it'll be the third rainy game in Buffalo that's home and more than sunny this year. So that's funny. And also, it only makes sense that it'll be a non-traditional weather when the Colts come to town. Uh, so, but I will be taking the Bills here. I think that uh, they have a, just a big mission in mind and they're not going to let up on Sunday. Um so give the Colts credit for battling back from a tough start to get where they are now. Um, but I think the Bills will win and we'll move this seven and three um, and head into Thanksgiving for a big showdown versus the Saints. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick Bills as well. I just don't think there's a way that Carson Wentz does a thing against our defense. I think the only way we lose this is if Jonathan Taylor runs for 200 yards or something. Um, but I'm, yeah, I mean, not really much more to be said than I just think the Bills are going to win. I don't, I think they're a better football team. They're playing for maybe a little more now because this Patriots whole Patriots division who, who might win. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the bills as well. Uh, on to the next game, it's Detroit off a tie, not a loss. So shout out to Detroit for not losing, um, but they're going to Cleveland. Can the lions build off of the tie and get their first win in Cleveland off of Cleveland playing an ugly game against New England, can they do it? Uh, unfortunately, they won't be able to in my eyes. I think Cleveland is, is actually still fighting for a slim now, but still a chance of a wild card berth. And I think they'll take advantage of a lowly team. Um, but I think that it might be fairly close given how Cleveland's been really uh, misfiring as of lately. And uh, with the Lions being able to tie the Steelers. Um, so I will take the Browns here. Um, sorry, Lions Nation. Yeah, I'm actually going. I'm I'm also going uh, the Browns. But if it was in Detroit, I think I might pick the Lions. That that was just a big factor to me, especially because Cleveland's uh, they got good fans there that show up and show out there. Um, but I, yeah, I think Cleveland gets it done. If it was in Detroit, maybe I'd pick Detroit. Who knows? But yeah, I don't think Detroit's got enough against Cleveland today. Um, Next game we got up is Washington at Carolina. Two teams coming off surprise, surprising wins. Can Washington go in and get back-to-back wins in Carolina, or does Cam Newton and the Panthers get it done? I just, I just don't. I mean, honestly, when I look at these teams, I'm actually more of a fan of Washington. But Cam's back in front of the home fans. I it just, you got to pick the storybook here. The Panthers will take it, and really get in a good position in the wild card berths. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. I just think, that, you know, they're they're trying to push for a playoff spot. Washington, not really. I know they're coming off a good win, but Washington's just one of those teams where I can't see them doing it back-to-back weeks where they play that well um, or play well enough to win back-to-back weeks. So I'm going to go with Carolina as well. I mean, it should be kind of a good game maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But it could be also very ugly in either way. It's going to be – it's going to be a weird game. I don't know. It's it's Taylor Heineke versus Cam Newton. I, I don't know if anybody would have ever thought that 
um, coming into this year that those would have been two, two guys going up against each other. Um, but all right, next game, we got the Texans going into Tennessee to play the Titans. Is there a question in your mind that Tennessee loses this game? Titans, what's the next game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's really not much to be said there. We'll go Titans, move on. There's not really much to be said. But next game, I don't know if there's much to be said either unless you got to upset 49ers going into Jags. We're going to play the Jags. Do, you, do the Jags have a chance? Certainly more of a chance than the Texans do against Tennessee, uh, seeing as what the Jags did to us. Um, but because of what we saw Monday night, uh, I think the 49ers will ride that high and get the job done in Florida. Yeah, I just think the 49 Yeah, I think 49 is a better team. I think that they'll come out of the, out of there with a win. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go 49ers as well. Um, on to the next game, the uh, another AFC game, AFC versus AFC. The Dolphins going into New New Jersey to play the Jets. Can Joe Flacco beat the Dolphins as their starting quarterback this week? You know what? I'll actually go with the New York Football Jets here. Uh, they finished early semi-decent versus we, versus us. And, yes, I know the Dolphins just beat the Ravens, but I, I think um, I'll pick an upset here, and Joe Elite Flacco will get the job done versus Miami. So, uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets here, which was pretty cool to see live. But uh, far net on the Jumbo Tron. Yeah, I'm going to go Jets as well, actually. Um, so both of us are picking the Jets this week. I just don't think the Dolphins are going to do it back-to-back weeks. I think they're that type of team where they, they beat the Ravens and then they lose to the Jets. Um, and who knows what Joe Flacco has left? Nobody does, if we're being honest. So um, I, I'll somewhat be rooting for Joe Flacco this weekend, I guess. So Joe Flacco, I think, gets the win. The next game, I actually don't even have a, have a team put down here yet for who I think is going to win because I've been back and forth, back and forth. It's the last one o'clock game. It's the Saints at Philly, going into Philly to play the Eagles. Who do you got for that one? Oh, this is a tough call. Um, I know the Saints coming off of a loss, the Eagles coming off a win. Uh, but I would look at who the opponents were. The Broncos, I'm not really impressed by, and the Titans are – best arguably one of the best teams in football possibly the best without Derrick Henry um so I'm gonna go with the Saints here and they finally will pick up a win and I think it'll be a a good day for Alvin Kamara if he plays yeah I'm going Saints as well um now that I think about it just because I don't know they the Saints have played well with Trevor Simeon back there um and they obviously played a little pretty pretty well without Kamara last week so um I just don't think the Eagles have enough to beat them I know it's in Philly, but I, I'm going to go Saints as well. Um, out of the 4 o'clock games, not too many 4 o'clock games, uh, we got Bengals at Raiders. Who do you got in that one? Um, here I will go with Cincinnati. I think they shake off uh, what they – the really ugly performances as of lately. Uh, some of them are. And they'll get the job done. Up. And possibly maybe you'll look back at this as an elimination game for an AFC wildcard berth. Um, Cincinnati gets the job done. Yeah, I'm going Raiders, actually. I, I I think the Raiders will bounce back. I think it was a bad game. It's in L, in, or in Las Vegas. I keep saying L.A., but in Las Vegas. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I kind of like the, the Raiders this year. And I know that I don't think I expect them to make a push, but I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll make that push to the playoffs. But I'm going to go Raiders over Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to continue to slide down, continue to slide down a lot of people's power rankings. Um, but I'm going to go Raiders. The next game could be the game of the week. Cowboys going into KC to play the Chiefs. Who do you got in that one? Well, 
what would help the Bills if needed in the long run is the Cowboys. And it's almost one of those games where you never thought you'd be saying this, but based on the current rosters, it just pretend pretend that teams were not a thing. You just pretend rosters were. I would surely say, let's go what the Cowboys roster is looking at their players. I think they're uh, more, some of them are more rootable than the Chiefs roster is. Um, however, I think the Chiefs will get the job done here in what maybe would be a shootout. Um, so I'm going to go KC here in a really good game. Yeah, I think it will be a shootout as well. And I'm, I'm actually going to go to the Cowboys, though. Um, the reason being because obviously Mahomes has had some dropped interception problems and interception problems the past two years. I think the Cowboys, who know how to take the football away, especially the one guy back there, you know, Trevon Diggs. I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, he – he takes ball over. And I think, I don't think the, I think if they get the opportunity, they're going to, they're going to do it. They're going to intercept them. They're going to, they're going to make those plays. So I'm going to go to the Cowboys. I think they'll, they'll make more crucial plays than the chiefs, especially on defense. Um, but I think, I think it'll be the game of the week. So that'll be a good game. Um, the next game are the Cardinals going into Seattle, both teams off of a loss. Who do you got in that one? Uh, go with AZ here. It looks like Kyler Murray, should play and I think that will be enough to help them out to a win um but these this matchup is very wacky I know this was the 6-6 game with Chandler Catanzaro and Steven Hauschka doinking field goals and missing them um and then you had the DK Metcalf chase down a Buda Baker um so maybe we'll get one of those funky plays again funky game stories again um but I'll go with the Cardinals here yeah, I'm actually going to go in the upset with the, with the Seahawks. Um, like you said, there are always weird games with these two teams. And Russ, I know it's a it's a, it's a division game. Russ loves those games. He somehow always shows out. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Seahawks. I think they squeak by. It could be a pick I look back at and say, why did I even think that was a good pick? Um, but I'm gonna go Seahawks. Um, all right, on to the Sunday night football game. The Steelers are going into LA to play the Chargers. Do the Chargers bounce back to play this or to beat the Steelers? I think they do. Uh, I know Ben Roethlisberger wasn't in for the tie, but I think that's just so demoralizing versus the Lions. And the Chargers are definitely a wild card caliber team. And I think this is one of those wins that will be extremely helpful to their case. So I have Herbert and the Chargers winning. Yeah, I got the Chargers as well. I just don't, uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't think the Steelers are even that good of a football team. I think they've just won a couple games here and there. Like I just, I, they're one of the teams that, that they have a good record, but they just, I don't think they're good, that good of a team. Um, so I'm going to go Chargers. I think they bounce back and they get the win. Um, last game of the week, the Monday night football, the Giants at the Bucks. the Bucks lost, have lost two in a row so far. Do they lose and get upset again to the New York football giants? Well, it'd be extremely humorous to see. I just don't see it happening. Um, Bucks will be taking it. Um, they have that winning pedigree and I, and I, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't see it. Couldn't see it happening. Bucks will win. Yeah. I got bucks as well. I don't think there's really much debate there. Um, so yeah, bucks, bucks, they, they dominate this game, I think on Monday night. So We'll see. Another week of football. Um, I know we're running on time. Do you have time to do the who sold who went crazy quick? Or Yeah, very, a very uh, brief description for sure. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll each say it, and then we'll give like one line each, and then we'll go to the next one. Um, we'll start with who sold. You can go first for that one. 
Uh, for me, who sold, I'm going to actually go with a little combo here of, of college teams, and that's the Virginia Cavaliers, uh, the, the Hoos, as they say. Uh, their basketball team lost to Navy in the Patriot League, and their football team got blown out by Notre Dame. Uh, that's, of course, not a bad loss there, but it was by 25 points, and I know that they were able to be competitive weeks ago, so what a big letdown. And then, of course, the Navy, David Robinson, uh, their one alumni, I can't think of anybody else, and that was from the 80s. So uh, Cavalier Athletics in Charlottesville, got to pick it up here. Yeah, I'm going to also stick with the college basketball team. I'm going to go Duke basketball. Um, obviously, that story came out this past week of the, the DUI and Pablo Banchero getting um, – accomplice or something whatever yeah yeah and it's it's just one another situation where you just how how can you be that stupid you guys are going to college like how how can you be that possibly stupid to be in the put yourself in this situation um and you see it time and time again it sucks to see i hope obviously everybody's gonna be okay i hope everybody's fine um but duke basketball not a situation you want to be in and yeah so they'll they'll be my first who sold I know that the driver was uh, Shashevsky's grandson, too, so very concerning there. Yeah, yeah. All right, who, who's your second who sold? Um, mine's going to have to be the uh, Washington Wizards three-point game. I believe I saw a stat last night that they went eight for 28, I think. Uh, that's a little quick math because I'm at, I am curious. Uh, that equals out to uh, being a 28.5% uh, three-point percentage um, that will need to pick up however they have been doing well uh, before that but uh, just as a stat in itself uh, big yikes all right I'm actually gonna for my second one uh, I just got a notification on my phone of this um, I'm not uh, we're, we're gonna have to get into this next week because this is gonna be a long talk, talk, uh, conversation but it's Antonio Brown of the Buccaneers I just saw this he obtained a fake covid vaccine card so i don't know the context i don't know anything else that's all i'm hearing so i'm just gonna go antonio brown we'll get into it next week but antonio brown if that's true man that what are you doing that's who's sold you're sold sorry so he's my number two who's you who do you got for your third um my third is gonna just have to be the pittsburgh steelers i mean if you want to consider yourself a playoff football team you cannot tie to the winless lions Okay, Ben Roethlisberger was out, but uh, that should not be an excuse uh, given what you have in your backfield and your wideouts. Um, so that's just a laughable uh, occurrence right there to get on the who sold list. Yeah, my, my third one, um, my last one is going to be Auburn football, college football, up 28 to three, I believe, or it might have been 28, I think it was 23. Um, yeah, they pulled the Falcons and they lost. Uh, they were up by a lot, and I, I'm an Auburn football fan. It just I remember looking at it, being like, "Oh, they're going to win this game," and then they lost. So Auburn football can't lose that game, can't be up by that much. I do want to have two quick uh, honorable mentions for who sold. I'm going to go with the NFL just on the whole Mac Jones situation. No penalty there. That's unacceptable for or I think it was a slight fine. It was a very small fine. Unacceptable for a guy who get literally injured someone. And then Danny Ainge also, I know he's not in Boston anymore, but I remember years ago people saying this team has so many assets, they're going to be great for years to come. Look at them now. We're a mess in Boston. We don't know what we're doing for our future. So Danny Ainge and the NFL and the Mac Jones situation, two honorable mentions. Um, all right, we'll get into who went crazy. 
I'll do my first one. I'm going to go with Drew Timmy from Gonzaga against Texas, drops 39-8 and in a very crucial win when other guys on Gonzaga was not, were not playing well that game. So he picked it up. So Drew Timmy's getting my first one, uh, balling out, Drew Timmy. I'll just keep it in basketball. I'll go uh, league up and go with Giannis from last night. Uh, 47 against uh, a Laker team, sure, without LeBron, but still talented for sure. Uh, I'll, I'll admit it. Uh, and so keeping what he was able to do in the finals going and uh, just showing why uh, he is just an amazing player. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My my second one is actually going to be Dustin Tukarski. Uh, if you don't know who he is, probably not a lot of people do. The goalie for the Buffalo Sabres, 45 saves, I believe, in, in just an outstanding performance because he was making big save after big save. That was just a phenomenal game. I thought they were for sure going to blow it. Um, it looks like one of those games, but they got the win, and Tukarski, one goal and 46 shots played out ama- outstanding, just amazing. So Dustin Karski's getting my second, who went crazy. We'll see if you can continue the job tonight versus Calgary. I'll be your field. I'll be the field reporter. Um, for number two, for me, it's going to have to be an NFL quarterback, but it's a guy that's like, well, that's Dak Prescott. Uh, just took it to Atlanta uh, on Sunday. And what a performance. Not much else to be said. Prescott will take it. Yeah, yeah, great performance by him. Obviously, the scoreboard shows shows pretty much that. Um, but I'm going to go for my third who went crazy. I, I know it's kind of an obvious one, but I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills defense. Um, week in, week out, they are the defense that sh- they show up. They show up week in, week out. And four, four picks, a fumble, and 17 points allowed, and it really wasn't 17 points allowed. It was more like 10 Maybe. I mean, there was just some garbage time points towards the end there. But I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills defense who week in, week out, just show out. So that's my third one. To wrap it up, it's a guy that I hate to say. Uh, can't stand where he came from and can't stand his team now, but it's only right if you give him credit, and that's Matt Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really say much more. He played, played well. Uh, I do have one honorable mention. I'm going to go John Morant, balling out. He's the second time on this list, John Morant. That's my honorable mention. Don't know if you got one. If you got one, you can go ahead and say it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll save it for next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe even tonight in the Sabres game, maybe someone, someone will come out unexpected. All right, there we go. Um, all right, a little shorter podcast today, but still a phenomenal one. Ran through a lot. We got, obviously, a lot of news next week. As you just heard, there's going to be a lot of stuff. We got some MLB coming next week with the awards. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more NFL, obviously, and just see what goes on with this Antonio Brown situation. Um, but thanks for listening. Hunter, you got any last words? Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in and, uh, and to another episode of the Sports Lab. We really appreciate the support. And be sure to check out Instagram for some uh, content that will be created uh, quite shortly. Yeah, that will all be in the description below. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, share, if, share if you liked it. You know, we're always looking for – people who really love the podcast and that shows us that you guys love it. If you guys share it and everything. So um, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week and go Sabres. Go Sabres.